And we're off. It is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023 AD. And it's 9.01 AM U.S. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. And I am wearing my Christopher Columbus was a hero t-shirt, courtesy of Real Vincent James. I bought it from the Red Elephants store, also Daily Veracity. Uh, he is a good news source. Um, and we're going to have a fun, loosey-goosey Tuesday show, I think. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. My first day back from vacation. A vacation from my problems. Going to talk about Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, which was the day after Christmas. And I couldn't pass it up because Sleepy Joe and cackling Kamala Harris and their respective wife and husbands, husband, uh, are wishing everybody, uh, uh, pretending like they're Americans and whatever, pretending like this is a good thing. It's not. I didn't know anything about Kwanzaa as a kid. Other than I would read about it in the one black comic strip that I kind of liked called Boondocks. I knew a little bit about it from that. Other than that, I never heard of it. Didn't care. Don't know. Don't care. But I learned a little bit about it from Jesse Lee Peterson because uh, he's written about it. Because there are actual blacks who think that this is a good thing to celebrate. It's ridiculous. Uh, There was a not very ladylike young lady. And I use the term loosely who uh, tweeted something kind of vulgar at uh, that one Andrew Tate guy who seems to be in trouble. Is it shenanigans that he's in trouble, Is it or is it real trouble? I don't know. I don't know. Andrew Tate? Ever heard of him? Did you miss my recent debates? Did you catch them? Uh, they are up. You can catch them after the fact, or you could have ca- caught them live. I will tell you a little bit about them, and I'll also tell you about George Santos. It's just a funny story. I don't really like the guy. He looks like an even softer, more teddy bear-ish, uh, Marco, little Marco Rubio. And I'm no fan of little Marco Rubio, for the most part. But perhaps even worse is George Santos, but his supposed lies are just funny to me. And uh, seeing the ridiculous hypocrites overreacting to his supposed lies is r- even more ridiculous because they're, they do actual harmful lies, and this guy's comparative lies are harmless. But anyway, all that and your calls if you would like to call in. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show! One, two. y'all doing i am fine what a fun debate last night did you catch that i'll tell you about it in a moment seven sons over on on uh 
D Live says, I saw your debate last night on masculinity. You were unprepared. That may be true. I don't know. I I certainly sat down and wrote a lot in preparation for it. So I don't know how else I could have what else I could have done to prepare other than being uh mentally on it. But I don't know. I don't know what you mean, man. Maybe maybe you can call in to Hake and voice your constructive criticisms. Appreciate that. Um, but let me dive right in to this happy Kwanzaa, because we got to get it over with, right? Kwanzaa. It's a fake holiday from hell. Racist holiday from hell, I think JLP called it one time, back when he was calling blacks racist. Now he doesn't call them that. He calls them evil. Um, Kwanzaa's fake. I saw this from... Somebody tweeted a picture of JLP's, from JLP's book, a photograph of his book, and highlighted around a, uh, an interesting part of it in response to Malik Obama. I'm a fan of Malik Obama. Ever heard of him? The brother or half-brother of Barack Obama. He's all, by the way, what, which is it or what is it? Kwanzaa or Kwanzaa? Meaning one A at the end or two A's at the end? And this guy, Jimmy Hardigan, says, whichever, either way, it's fake. It can't be fake, and it is, says uh, Malik Obama. And so in response, Jimmy, this is on Twitter, tells him, brother, please do some research. I think I have the screenshot of this. I don't know. I'm not positive, though. Please do some research on who Ronald, oh, there it is, yeah. Ronald Everett was born 1941. And he shares a source, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood, by Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. He tagged JLP Talk. Uh, And indeed, Kwanzaa is fake. In the opening something-something, Karanga reminds readers that Kwanzaa is an African-American and Pan-African holiday. I learned about the Pan-Africans. Would you zoom in on that? I don't know if you can, actually. Well, you might be able to. Um, the Pan-Africans are like the, the first time I ever heard of Pan-Africans is when I was producer for JLP. You know, I'm on his network. And w- I found this guy who, this black, who got kicked out of being a speaker at some school in Washington, Seattle, somewhere, I think. Um, Washington State. Degenerate still, though. Just like the swamp, Washington, D.C., because he was not for the homosexual stuff. Dr. Umar Johnson, guest on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, and he said that he is a pan-Africanist. It means everything is Africa. All the African diaspora, which I think they use that word for the Jews who are scattered across the earth, but also there's Africans scattered across the earth, pan-Africans. So it's a fake African-American holiday. That's not a real holiday because African-American, that's dumb. Unless it's like Sion. Sion is maybe African-American. Is she African and American? Because she's African, I think. I heard. And, uh, and what else? Pan-African, that's fake too. That's identity is blackness. So it's a, what is your religion to blackness? Apparently it is. Oh, and indeed it does say that. The thing is, the ethnic group composed of so-called African-Americans slash Pan-Africans, those aren't ethnic groups, literally thousands of different cultures with little, com- little in common save their blackness. 
Karanga, I guess he called himself that. He calls himself Karanga. He had an American name at one point. Offers them as a bond. It's a jerry-rigged holiday as cold and loveless as the lump of coal everyone's mother promised if the kids misbehave before Christmas. Kwanzaa's famed seven principles, and you'll hear about those from uh, Sleepy Joe and Cackling Kamala. I promise I'll get to that. Clip 11, coming, coming soon, guys. Values of African culture. Dumb. Uh, they owe less to anything African than they do to Marxism. Marxism. Communism. Well, in South Africa, they have communism taking over and blackness taking over. Terrible. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a black thing somewhat now. Uh, they owe less. Oh, could you close the door? I'm sorry. I left it open because it gets hot in here with all the hot air. But, you know, I'm getting distracted because I'm hearing Nick's voice all loud. He came home from Canada and he's all loud. I think he went to Canada. Okay. Pardon my strange interlude. Karanga said of his holiday that he made up while in prison. In an unusually honest interview in the Washington Compost... Hat tip, Mark Levin. I came up with Kwanzaa because black people in this country wouldn't celebrate it if they knew it was American. Also, meaning he, meaning an American came up with it. Because he's supposedly American. Anti-American, but American. Also, I put it around Christmas because I knew it's when a lot of bloods would be partying. Meaning blacks. Bloods, the, the, gra- the gang. I guess it's a gang. Bloods and Crips. Karanga made it. Made for an unlikely Santa Claus. He was born Ronald something. Ronald Everett or something like that? Anyway, so that's a little bit of background on Kwanzaa, courtesy of The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. So let's listen to uh, what Sleepy Joe has to say. And uh, what do you say? Is this, uh, is this nice because he's just well-wishing everybody? Here's Sleepy Joe, Sleazy Joe, and his... What is this, his second wife, whom he married right after that car accident? I don't know. But anyway, this is tweeted out by POTUS. I hate that uh, abbreviation, and then I will get to calls, guys. President of the United States. This guy thinks he's president. Here's Sleazy Joe and Dr. Jill Biden, the first so-called lady, uh, on the day after Christmas. Here it is. Jill and I wish everyone a happy Kwanzaa. During this celebration, millions will gather with their families to reflect on the struggles and triumphs of the past and look towards a brighter future. With each candle you light, we hope your home is warmed by the laughter of your family and friends. Your hands are inspired to creativity and your heart is filled with determination, faith, and love. We give thanks for the rich heritage of African-Americans, which is deep in the story of our nation. In 2023, it's our hope that we'll all remember the wisdom of the seven principles of Kwanzaa, especially the values of unity and faith, as we work to make the promise of our nation real in the lives of every American. May your Kwanzaa be blessed with hope, (laughs) peace, and light. Do Do you think they really celebrate this thing? And in the, in the picture, they have the green and black. Red is for, I mean, green, black, and red. The black candle in the middle is the only one lit. 
It looks kind of like a Jewish menorah, almost, but it has seven candles, one black in the middle, three red on the one side, three green on the other, unlit, and that's not for you. That holiday is not for you, Irish, Irish. Am I right? We wish all those celebrating a peaceful, joyous Kwanzaa. A co-tweet between Sleepy Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden. Not a medical doctor. Ridiculous. And Sleepy Joe looks... like my grandpa started to look at the, toward the end. A little, a little bit of an empty stare. A little bit blank. Old. Wife looks a little bit more with it. Isn't that always the way? The woman stays a little bit healthier. The old man gets skinny. And frail. And not all there. He doesn't seem all there to me. Kwanzaa. How are you not embarrassed? <laughs> I, I wonder if these... Because they live in D.C., right? And D.C. is degenerate. C- crap. Sorry, kids. <laughs> That's what D.C. stands for. <laughs> I made it up right now. He's all... The, something about blacks deepened the story of our nation. Yeah, deeper in, sent us deeper into hell. Ridiculous. So anyway, here's uh, cackling Kamala Harris with her not-normal-white uh, husband who is, you know, a fellow white, not a normal white, not a Christian. I don't think he's a Christian. I don't know if she was raised Christian. Her dad is Jamaican and her mother is India, India Indian, not American Indian, India Indian, I think. That's how her name is Kamala, I think. Cackling Kamala Harris. It should be Kamala M. Hoff. Kamala M. Hoff. Anyway, here is Cackling Kamala Harris and Doug M. Hoff, whom she married, and he already had children, so she has stepchildren who are, like, almost as old as her. <laughs> uh, not that bad. But anyway, here it is. Hello, everyone, and happy Kwanzaa. Doug and I sent our warmest wishes to all of you this holiday season. During Kwanzaa, we celebrate the history and heritage of the African-American community and the African <laughs> diaspora. Growing up, Kwanzaa was always a special time. We came together with generations of friends and family and neighbors. There were never Mm -hmm. enough chairs, so my sister and I and the other children would often sit on the floor, and together we lit the candles of the Kanara, and then the elders (laughs) would talk about how Kwanzaa is a time to celebrate culture, community, and family. And they, of course, taught us about the seven principles. My favorite principle was always the second, Kujichagalia, self-determination. The power to design your own life and determine your own future. And it is a deeply American principle, one that guides me every day as vice president. To everyone celebrating, we hope your week is filled with love and light. From our family to yours, happy happy Kwanzaa. From the White House, wh.gov, White House in Washington, Washington, D.C., the swamp, degenerate crap. Sorry, kids. I'm going to have to 
Maybe I have to amend my abbreviation. But he was just wearing that smile. You could tell that was, t- that was totally off the cuff and from the heart. She's just reading a script, says M.R. Jennings. How do you know that? Kujishami <laughs> uh, Shawa, something like that. I kind of turned it into an Indian word. Self-determination. How about whatever she said, for this beautiful South, self-determination, the right to secede from the Union. Oh, let me pull this off. This, was, uh, this is self-determination from the uh, revolutionary soldier. I'm pulling off the, this postcard from my uh, former friend and showing this beautiful patch from my former friend uh, of the beautiful South. How about this represents self-determination, states' rights, the right to secede from the Union? The beautiful South voted, I think, overwhelmingly, something like that, to secede from the Union. They didn't want to be part of this, uh, the North anymore, the oppressive federal government or whatever, they, whatever issue they had going. And then uh, the great, honest Abe Lincoln said, no, you have no right to self-determination. We're going to fight you and kill a bunch of you and kill a bunch of ourselves to uh, not allow you the right of self-determination. The Emhoffs are so fake, indeed. Uh, Kamala Harris is better at being fake than Doug Emhoff at being fake. (laughs) Her husband. I'm shaking my head. So anyway, happy Kwanzaa from evil. Sick. Makes me want to spit. Where's my spittoon? I'll have to get that in a second. <sighs> self-determination. Christopher Columbus brought self-determination. Maybe. Nice. Anyway, guys, thank you for bearing with me through that. Let's get to a call or two, guys. You can call in 888-775-3773. Frederick in California is on the line. How are you doing, Frederick? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing fine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is that your birthday? My first day back in 2023. Okay, okay, your first day back. First I haven't day. streamed since... December 23rd, although I did do some beach streams. Did I do a beach stream after that? I don't know if I did. Anyway. I think you yeah, the debate last night, so, yeah, I can give you some pointers. But with this Kwanzaa thing, I'm upset. It's another self and plagiarism, just like they did with the Bible. The seven concepts of Kwanzaa come from Maya, the seven principles of Maya. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, and if you notice that the government and the Roman Catholic Church and everybody agreed on this holiday because they knew the truth, but now ancient Egyptians are no longer black. Now, but they're not. They say maybe UFOs. Nobody knows, but they agreed to this holiday from this man in prison doing his research, getting knowledge, turning it into wisdom. He didn't write a Bible on it because he knew better. But the same stuff he stole from the African tradition before Judaism, before Judaism, before Christianity, before the Catholic, this is where Kwanzaa comes from. And they said, okay, they can get this because they're not empowered to who they are. Because if we were empowered 
to know who we were and we built the first civilization and we had great kingdoms. That's 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 too much. That's too much knowledge. Too much stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they try to sprinkle a little bit to see if their eyes are waking up and black people will be like, Okay, this Bible thing, we've been fooled, look, same principles, stories, do your own research and you'd be like, Hold on, I see some plagiarism here. And this self-determination thing, in the South, a slave owner can be self-determined. But what about their property? He can be self-determining, too. The said the slaves need to be self-determined to be free. No, they don't need that. <laughs> they don't have to be free to be self-determining. Because you determine how you, how you are in any given situation, any life Right, life and they you're determined that they wanted freedom and they got it. Some of them did, but it's not about it's not about the external situation necessarily it's about for the this internal fight. Yeah, of the, they of the, of they the, were brought here. They weren't. It wasn't their country. This is the South's country. We don't need to. There's no comparison between the slaves and the beautiful South Southern Confederates. The slaves not? did not have any right. To the country, this the beautiful South had the right to their land that they, no, as part they of the country, they were because they, they were, didn't want to be a part of the laws coming. They down. were citizens. I talked to well, I'm not gonna say that. They but were citizens, enough, and basic in the Constitution is the right to secede. I believe. I don't think there is no the constitutional right, right not to be a slave. But there is a constitutional right to be... Uh, it's a God-given to, right to not be a slave. No, it's not. Sure it is. No. You don't think so? No, it's a God-given gift. So why don't we have... It's a God-given today? gift for some, I guess, maybe, not to be slaves. It's just a situation in life. It's not a right. There's no right not to okay, be a slave. Okay. If there was a right not to be a slave, then... Nobody would be a slave. Now, why are we fighting in Ukraine if Russia's trying to make Ukraine slaves? I've never heard America's that Russia's life. trying to do that. I mean, they're trying to conform their way of living into their way of living, right? Um, I don't know, because I've heard that there were people in Ukraine who want to be Russian. So there's a fight going on be between... Slaves. What's that? No, I they don't know if they want to be slaves. I've never... You're the first person I've heard it mentioned slavery with regard to Russia and Ukraine. Maybe you're right, but I don't know. Okay, let's take, for example, why aren't we helping Palestinians when Israel takes their land? Because we're on Israel's side against Palestine. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Russia thinks it can take Ukraine's land. If we're not defending Palestine, but it's why not, would we but defend you, Ukraine? I mean, it's a dispute between uh, between men over... Neither Over one land. of them are NATO it's countries new. now. Huh? Neither one of them are NATO countries, but we're defending Ukraine. I know. It's ridiculous, huh? Yeah. But Russia's like, hold on, you let Israel get away with it. Is that what Why they said? we get away with it? That's what they said? That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know nor care. I don't know about wearing wigs. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> You're talking about the debate now. Uh, yeah. I had a debate last night. Uh, for those listening, between between uh, me and this lady, I shouldn't say me first, uh, Stardust, 
I've debated her before on Modern Day Debate. Check it out. Um, and I, and the question was, are they making men more effeminate? And by they, they meant especially like government and academia. I'm all, yeah, big time. They're trying to make, they, they're trying to, they are. And they're even incidentally doing it in different ways. Some ways they mean think, to, others can, they don't. You think you can turn a coward to a hero or are they born like that? Uh, I can't turn a coward into a hero, but God can. God can. Yeah, weren't there people in the Bible who, who became brave? Some were, oh. some were brave the whole time. King David. David was brave even as a teenager or 13-year-old, whenever he was, that he slay, slayed Goliath. Some of them just says, turn the other cheek right. That has nothing to do with, with bravery or not. How many times are you supposed to forgive the person that attacks you? Seven times 77 or something? 70 times 7. 70 times that, But seven. That, what does that have to do with bravery or not bravery? I mean, no one can, like you said, you think no it's one cowardice can make a man masculine. No one can demasculate a man. It's on that man what he wants to be. How about when it's, how about when from childhood? When it's done from childhood. He's born like that. That's what I'm saying. A beta no. going to be born a beta. Then why are there yeah, why is there a proliferation? Brothers, Hold on. Got... Are there more betas today than in the than in like a hundred years ago, say? Would you guess? Not that you were around a hundred years ago, but your best estimate. Is there more betas today than a hundred years ago? Yeah, are people more effeminate no. today than they were a hundred no. years ago? No, well, you think every, you think men are just See, as girly? We're just as girly. Yes, yes, it's public. It's public more than a hundred years ago. Yeah. Now, whether they was in the closet and all the women just you know, when I was five years old, I lived next door to two older white women, and I didn't know they was lesbian until they fucking moved. I mean, excuse my language. Until they moved. Sorry, on. kids. But it didn't click to me that they they just lived together. I was thinking, right. My mama because you were more because you were innocent as a child, but but that doesn't mean that it was. No, it doesn't man, mean I, that it was more prevalent I think it's, or less prevalent. When you when you encourage something, something gets worse. When you enable it, it gets worse. It doesn't just come out of the out of, out in the open. It gets worse. I mean, silence is is almost agreeance with it, right? So if you just don't have an opinion and thought is evil. And you're just going to let God's will take place. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, True. interesting, man. You got to quit. Like, like Jesse, you got to quit trying to make the anger go away. Be more forgiving. That's the beta logic that's going out there that's being pushed by the mainstream YouTube and the people at the top. They want you to turn other cheeks. So when they in rule and doing whatever to the government, right. letting the Federal Reserve get rich to leave us poor, we'll be okay with being broke. We'll live in the woods with God and be content. You know what I'm saying? It's like the more content we get, the better they like it. So, but they like us to no, be. They like us to be comfortable up. slaves. Comfortable slaves. Yeah. But like the protest. That shows, like, no, people's not going for it. So did you agree with me that they're making men more effeminate, or did you agree with Stardust they're not? No, I believe 
I believe it's in the parenting and parents are not parenting the kids and the television are turning some freely to express themselves the way they want to without the repercussions of they used to be. You so know, it's, now so it's parents. Not, so it's parents and television, not the government and the academia. Yes. All right. Interesting. I think it's all of them. Yeah. They keep but you're right. Parents are very important. function as a person. You work eight to nine hours a day. You got to come home. You got the kids. You sleep eight hours a day. And, I mean, the sleep depravity keeps us in a state of weariness. Weariness? People need more sleep than they actually get. And that's why their life can't function. And that's why their thoughts are often, you know, it's like torture training. Interesting, man. Appreciate your call. Frederick in California. All right, Hank. Have a good day. You too. Nice guy. Slavery is better than usury, says Ash Wilfley. Yeah, I know. People are a slave to debt, but then they're more comfortable in usury because they, they are, uh, they are um, what do you call it? People are more comfortable in usury because with usury, usury is, from what I understand, uh, lending with a high interest rate, kind of fleecing people. That's what usury is. Let me look it up. I think that it's, I think the word usury is a dog whistle. It's an anti-Semitic dog whistle. The illegal action or practice of lending money at unreasonably high rates of interest. Unreasonable, that's the word I was looking for. Interest at unreasonable, at unreasonably high rates. Usury. That's usury. Well, now we have interest rates, interest on the loan, right? And people are on credit card debt and home debt and all that stuff. And people call that usury. And then you're a debt slave or a wage slave and all that mess. Uh, I mentioned that the Bible says somewhere that let me not be so poor that I'm tempted to steal nor so rich that I'm tempted to forget God. Forget God. And right now I feel like we're in the rich, spoiled times. Not that I want to give up the spoiling. (laughs) It's pretty nice and comfy. But I guess it's easy to forget God in these times, huh? And that's what people have done. Terrible. I'm shaking my head. So... uh, Yeah, this usury stuff, if you want to call it usury, what we have right now, is uh, making the times really good. Women working, two-income homes, uh, minimum wage, spoiling type of stuff. Not good. Internet everywhere. Internet access. A technology gap they're talking about with... I was reading this tweet... And then I will get to calls. Just a, just a side note, real quick. I was reading this tweet from the new black female mayor of Karen Bass of Los Angeles. How embarrassing. I heard, I heard from JLP before Christmas that cackling Kamala Harris came into town, and I didn't know it somehow, to like swear in. 
Karen Bass. I didn't see all the... I didn't see a lot of traffic jams. Huh, interesting. Normally the Secret Service would be jamming the traffic to protect cackling Kamala Harris, the vice president. But she swore in the first black female mayor of Los Angeles, something like that. Terrible. And then she tweeted, this Karen Bass woman tweeted something like, uh, this homeless crisis is a is an emergency. It's a, it's a state of emergency. Something to that effect. A crisis. And we need to do our best. We're going to do our best to bring these people inside. Bring them inside. Oh, and she used the word unhoused. The unhoused. Our unhoused neighbors. Unhoused. Let me get my spittoon. Because this is too, I'm not actually going to spit. This is JLP's studio. Poo! This is too spit-worthy. Disgusting. Uh, JLP debated her a few years ago at Politicon. I think LA Convention Center or somewhere. This Karen Bass woman, she was a representative at at that point. Phony politician supposedly representing this part of L.A. that I'm in right now, that I, where, from which I broadcast. So she was my representative, so-called. At one point, I had that guy, pencil-neck guy, that's Adam Schiff, called something else by JLP and <laughs> Donald Trump. But anyway, this woman's all, oh, we need to bring in, the, bring in the, our unhoused neighbors, bring them inside. That, that's the solution. No. You jail the criminals, deport the homeless or something, and you don't make it comfortable for them to be outside. Right now, the weather's so nice and they're so accommodating and people have this uh, homeless rights, the, you know, the homeless rights groups. Oh, don't take their property, even though it's littering our, our sidewalks and, and elsewhere and alleys and stuff. It's disgusting. Some of them clean up after themselves. I have to grant that. All right? There's like a couple of the old timers who clean up after themselves. I like those guys okay. And they stay out of the way. But uh, no, they're polluting our cities. (laughs) And the people who are defending them are worse. So it's terrible. What a mess. Uh, Yeah, spoiling women. Female mindset. Effeminate. How embarrassing. I didn't vote for her. I can tell you that much. Bring them inside. But this guy's all, oh, the, a lot of them are black and Hispanic. I think a lot of them are white. And on drugs. Uh, and there's a technology gap. And something like that. Meaning they don't have, they don't all have iPhones. They probably do all have iPhones. It's ridiculous. Technology gap. Inequality. And that was a male who tweeted that in response to uh, Karen Bass. It's ridiculous. You don't jail the homeless, Hake. Even Jesus was homeless. I know, but he wasn't a bum. These people are bums. And yes, you can jail them. For, because we have to make it a crime to be homeless. <laughs> 
Well, in certain areas, especially polluting the sidewalks, go somewhere else. You can find a, pl- a place, relocate them to the Mojave Desert. How about Death Valley? <laughs> uh, not Death Camps, though. Death Valley, it's a name. It's a proper name. And it's too cold for them to die in the heat, so they won't die. Calm down. Anyway, let me get to a call or two, guys. Steven in, North- Steven in Rhode Island is on the line. Steven, ha- Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. How are you doing? Bro, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, man. What'd you get for Christmas? Did Santa bring you anything? I got love for Christmas, and I got nice. a nice jacket. On that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. So yep. Santa hooked it up. He actually came through. Indeed. I got a blanket and a PS5, bro. Wow. And it was whole. Yeah. It was intact. An intact PS5. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, didn't, it wasn't broken or anything from banging <laughs> around in the sleigh, you know? Right. It's great, man. I wonder if Santa got that from Nick's stream. <laughs> he might. I don't know. Why? Did, did Nick give it away? I don't know. <laughs> oh. I just, he just seemed like a PS5 home, type of a guy. All right. Okay. <laughs> maybe, he was slinging, maybe he was slinging them to Santa Claus. He seems like a, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he got them when they were when they were uh, like almost out of stock and sold one to Santa, huh? All right. He says, "Hit me nice, up, Santa." Man. <laughs> good, good price. Special price for you, my friend. <laughs> five finger. Yeah, five dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, cool, man. man. So how was the New Year? How was the New Year? It was great. I, uh, I didn't. I don't think I stayed up till midnight on New Year, but I got. Past the New York New Year, so that's good. And uh, oh, you beat me! I went to bed at eight thirty. <laughs> right on. I watched a movie for New Year's. I watched. Uh, it's not for kids, although the guy has a very friendly person, affable personality. Uh, Charles Bronson movie. Was he Indian? Is he American Indian? Uh, Death Wish 2. I watched Death Wish 2. I think it's from 1991. Yeah. I love that movie. That's great. It kind of reminds me of Twisted Metal for those of us who played uh, PlayStation 1 back in the day. Okay. Interesting. You remember that? I vaguely remember the title, and I got PlayStation 1 after I I was, like, in college. And uh, my cousins and brothers all went in and bought a PlayStation to keep at our grandma's house and play... Uh, Grand, Grand Turismo. Grand Turismo? Yeah. yeah, which was a fun game. And Crash Team Racing, which was fun. Very fun to me. I was pretty good at it. Man, I love this metal. But I got a question for you, Ake. All right. Did you, uh, did you see Pelosi on CNN the other night? No. Nervous Nancy Pelosi. She's retired, right? She's no longer in Congress? Is she out? Yeah. Or is it, Dece- uh, or is it January 20th? That these I mean, people are still, out. She's still going on CNN. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And she's I mean, 82 how years real old. Is that? I'm sorry? 82 years old. Former politician, according to Wikipedia, which I should be going on infogalactic.com. Yeah, so she's out, but she, she went on Common Nonsense Network, CNN. What did she say? Well, it kind of looked like she got ripped up a little bit by the <laughs> CNN guy there. I don't, oh, I don't really? know. It was, it was really, it was, it was a sight to see, man. I mean, seeing uh, a liberal fight another liberal was 
it was it was like you know two two cats fighting over the same mouse. Do you happen to know which which liberal was report was uh, challenging her? I don't know the guy's. I don't know the guy's name. He's older. He's got white hair with glasses. Got a beard going on. Wolf, a young Chris Pringle. Wolf Blitzer. Is I think that's what I think that's who it was. Wolf Blitzer, a mainstay at uh, Commie Nonsense Network. Five foot ten, married to Lynn Greenwood, who is. I don't think she's black. Oh, that's him. Okay, interesting. So he was. was, uh, he was getting tough with her, huh? He's getting kind of bold now that she's out of the government, can't do anything to him. <laughs> Maybe. Yep. They were talking about homeless people and Oh, good. He pretty much pretty much called her out on, you know, making making them homeless to begin with. It was it was an interesting it was very it was super interesting. You know, she's from San Francisco, which has a homeless problem. It's pretty disgusting. Isn't San Francisco where they have poop and needles on the street? Ugh. Sorry, kids. Sorry, everybody. But I think so. And I don't know if she's responsible for that, although she could have, she could have, I don't know, not been. She said, we feed them. Do you feed them? We feed them. That's not a good thing. You're not supposed to feed the homeless. (laughs) You feed the homeless, you enable them to stay bums on the street, polluting the street. It's pathetic. Yep. But that's all I got, Hake. I just wanted to say hi and uh, nice, wish man. you well, man. Well, I wish you well as well. Thanks for calling. Good to hear from you, man. You too, man. Talk again soon, brother. All right. Sounds good. Take a mania running wild. <laughs> Indeed, brother. <laughs> Take care. Steven in Rhode Island. That's cool. Nervous Nancy Pelosi. She's somewhat charming, honestly. I find her likable. Don't you find her likable? Nervous Nancy Pelosi and Sleepy Joe Biden. I like these people. I was talking, I was going to mention in the debate uh, about all these effeminate men uh, that are being made to be effeminate. Let's, let me go through these because, you know, liberalism, before I get back to calls, hang tight. Liberalism is by definition effeminate. I mentioned this in... I don't know if I mentioned it in my in my debate, but I put it in my notes for the blog post for the debate, right? No man is a liberal, of course. If you're a male and a liberal, you're not a man, and it's bad. The manliest-looking guys who are liberals, you know, the Hollywood people who exercise and stuff, so they're fit and they look manly, but they're not. They're like run o- run over by women, angry, pathetic, nasty. Like uh, you ever see Leonardo DiCaprio talking before like the UN or something about the environment, global warming or whatever? He seems pathetic. He seems petty, angsty, which that's how he acts too. I like him with his with his acting. Stick to acting, guy. And that other guy, uh, the born, the born, the born identity guy, Jason Bourne, he too, I'm blanking on his name, Matt Damon, he too, I think he's a dumb liberal. He doesn't really play that masculine, but he's relatively masculine, right, for the newer guys. But anyway, look at the the liberals who are like 
politicians. The sweatshirt guy. I'm blanking on his name. I don't know his name. Sweatshirt guy who beat Dr. Oz over in PA to become a so-called senator. And he had a stroke and stuff. He's, he has this growth on his neck. It's really gross, but, you know, people have their issues. I don't judge him for that, I guess. Although it's hard to look at. But he looks sort of manly, right? He has this hard, this mannish, mannish face. And he's tall, I think. And he wears a sweatshirt, which is, I guess, the next best thing to a suit. He looks sloppy in a suit. Not good. Fetterman. Yeah, Fetterman. Fetterman. That guy, his wife leads him around. He's a simp for his wife. So all these grown men, and they take care of their lives. They're quite functional in many ways. They're talented and sometimes likable. But their wives lead them. That's not a man. That's effeminate. He doesn't seem gay. But it's still, there's more than one way to be effeminate. Just like Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe's wife leads him around. Although, you know, these guys too, you got to cut them some slack because they seem to have health issues. They seem to be not all there mentally too. Fetterman and Sleepy Joe. And their wives are running the show in certain ways. Look what they did to The Rock. You know, the former WWF or WWE pro wrestler Dwayne Johnson. He's like this harmless, silly man now. You can't take him seriously, even his movies. Uh, Joel Friday, who's normally here every other Tuesday. He will be here next Tuesday. Joel Friday said, oh, he had some good early movies. The Rock. Uh, Teddy Bear Rhino, Adam Kinzinger, another dumb liberal. Poor lion Ted Cruz. I don't know if it's fair to call him a liberal, but with anger, you are a liberal. Not a man, right? Simping for women by standing against Trump. Ted Cruz is not as bad as Adam Kinzinger. But Adam Kinzinger, Kinzinger, who married like a Colombian woman or something. Uh, they're like standing against Trump. Cringe. I saw this headline from Adam Kinzinger. He's the one guy whom I don't find likable. I guess I need to repent from disliking Adam Kinzinger, from hating him. I shouldn't hate Adam Kinzinger. But this, I, ha- I saw this headline. This is from uh, a few days ago, I guess. January 6th investigation. Outgoing GOP representative Adam Kinzinger a, a rhino's rhino, tells CNN, Commie Nonsense Network, talking to the enemy, that he fears for the country's future if Trump isn't charged in connection with the Capitol attack. Poo! Please, you don't fear for the country. I don't know if I believe him. Does he really fear for the country's future if Trump is not charged for the January 6th, which is coming up, the anniversary of which is coming up, Patriots, uh, mostly peaceful capital protests uh, anniversary. It was not a good day, honestly. But a lot of patriots showed up and they loved the country and they wanted integrity again. But we don't have that. So I like all those guys for uh, whom I mentioned, but it's not personal. Ted Cruz, Sleepy Joe, sweatshirt guy, I guess. I don't know. 
But uh, they are effeminate, not good. Conservatism is about logic, strength, real love, a solid moral foundation. But conservatism, I heard it on Nick's stream. Uh, Every conservative institution gets infiltrated by its enemies and becomes liberal. It's a fact. That includes churches. I'm shaking my head. Anyway, let me get... I'll I'll talk more about the... uh, I may talk more about the yesterday's debate. But anyway, let me get to Brian in North Carolina on the line. Brian, thanks for calling and holding. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Hank. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing well as well. Thank you. Nice. You're welcome, man. Happy New Year. Thank you, man. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. And happy birthday. We're going to keep that going. I know. You know what? Last night, I appeared on Modern Day Debate, and the founder of Modern Day Debate is James Kuntz. And he was he was hosting the debate. He was uh, moderating. And it was his birthday. And he was excited <laughs> to be hosting a debate about, you know, are men are being, are they turning men more effeminate um, on modern day debate for his birthday, which is cool. And so I'm like, oh, right. happy birthday, man. And I didn't tell him, but it's my birthday, too. I, <laughs> I, was, I was just, yeah, I was born in July. So it was, I'm almost uh, 41 and a half. <laughs> That's amazing. You're, wait, you're, you're 40. Uh, oh, you're 41. Yeah, I'm 41 and a half, almost and a half. You're almost there. <laughs> Every day it gets a little closer. Yep. That's, That's funny. funny. Now, I, uh, you mentioned uh, cackling Kamala. Yeah. And it, and it made me think about something I saw recently. I think I saw it on Officer Tate. I think his, his name's Officer Tatum. Oh, yeah. His channel. And uh, he was somebody exposed how Kamala Harris's stepdaughter got a job at Balenciaga the same day that she became president, vice president. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Not to bring up old stuff like Balenciaga. Balenciaga was the made headlines, for those who don't know, for putting out this questionable, or perhaps scandalous is the better word for it, picture of kids so. holding fake teddy bears that were actually monsters wearing BDSM, which is a degenerate sexual thing, I don't know, uh, type of gear. And it... And, uh... And then they also had, like, reference to some pedophile court case or something like that. And all kinds of mess. And people were, were, uh... boycotting Balenciaga. Kanye and his wife or something? are somehow involved in Balenciaga or were. They cut ties with Kanye because Kanye is too Christian. (laughs) You see the media is kind of done with Kanye now all of a sudden. You know, he seems to go and come back and go and come back because he seemed seemed to get quiet for a second there. And then he met with Trump and and then he went on all these podcasts again and then he was in the news again. And then it... And now it's quiet again. You're right. But that's how the news cycle is. I'm, I'm sure he'll get back in the news if it's time for him to be back in the news. Yeah. So, well, whenever he does something noteworthy, you'll hear Wait, about it. You said Kamala Harris is, oh, stepdaughter, because she has no children of her own that we know of. No, she's uh... a... <laughs> so that's Doug Emhoff. Ouch. 
hurt my ears. That's uh, Doug oh, Emhoff's daughters. You could it's not you can't help it. Uh, Doug Emhoff's daughters, huh? One of one of them. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Well, that's a, that's his wife. That's her husband, Doug Emhoff. Ella Emhoff. Interesting. She's a model, artist, and fashion designer. Daughter of oh yeah, daughter of U.S. Second Gentleman. How embarrassing! Talk about emasculation. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> second Gentleman Doug Emhoff and stepdaughter to U.S. Vice President Kathleen Kamala. The Second Gentleman. Yeah. Wow. Twenty-three years old, Balenciaga. Wikipedia doesn't have anything about her working for Balenciaga. <laughs> not, yeah, that they, no, not that they a, would. That's an illusion. It's an illusion. Well, you know, if, if it's not newsworthy enough or the mainstream media doesn't cover it, it's not there. All right. <laughs> hey, you, you said something, uh, you said something uh, else. I think you were talking about Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband. But you said, uh, oh, no, it was Joe Biden you were talking about. You said uh, his wife probably play, plays a role in his life or something like that. Yeah. But any woman... Uh, that has any kind of control over a man is has control of every aspect of his life. He's li- <laughs> he's li- he's like not living anymore. Wow, why do you say it so strongly? Because it's so true. Uh, explain. It's a hundred percent true. Any any time a woman is able to, a man is weak, and a woman can have control over a man. She has complete control over his whole existence. It's like taking him out of existence because if he could just be what he is, all would be well. But since he's not allowed to because she's controlling him, she controls his whole. It's like he's dying. He's like you start dying. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that is true. Uh, you know because. JLP says the woman is the man's God. And that is so true. People make women as, as their gods. Yeah. And, you know, you see guys get whipped. They call it whipped. Oh, can such and such have his fill-in-the-blank back? And, uh, you know, they so terrible. It's like the worst kind of whip, though, especially with, like, black men. Because black men, you know what it reminds me of? Black men's relationship with their women when, they, when they're when they in hell with a woman that's controlling them is like uh, Samuel Jackson's character is with his master on uh, that movie, uh, Django. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I've heard, I've heard about that because well, let me, people say let that me describe- people claim that Jesse is like that with white people, but... It's not true, but whatever. Yeah. Well, anyway. let me explain that. What that is is like uh, it. It's like a, imagine a. It's like the black man knows that she's wrong, but he can't. Although he can't admit she's wrong, he'll try to stand in front of her and do something the opposite of what she's doing. And it's just two. It's like two people that that want to be the master going back and forth with each other, and no, and they both just look like complete idiots. Oh, funny. So that's a that's a whipped man and his wife, both mm-hmm. both trying to be master, both failing. Because it's Jesse not had a couple a like that on be... his show one time. Oh, were they Christians? Yeah, so called Christians. Were they on the? Was it on the radio show or the Fallen State? It it was on the radio. It was over the phone, and he was like, Je- the dude was like, Jesse, you've upset my wife." <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> 
And he was totally like not in agreement with her, but he was like forcing himself to like stand behind her and beside her and be like this little quote unquote (laughs) voice of reason. Because God is angry and he can't can't stand up to her. Interesting. It was a mess. What a mess. I don't want to take too much time, man, but you also, uh, one more thing. You said, uh, Jesus was homeless. That's a made-up lie, man. Yeah. He, uh, had, he had a home. Everybody else just couldn't see it. Well, the Bible says... Yeah, you were talking about Stephen from Django. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says, quotes Jesus as saying, Foxes have holes and birds have nest, nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And so people use that to say he was a homeless immigrant uh, or refugee, you know, and not white. I know it's bas- basically the anti-white, anti-Christian people lording it. Yeah, but anti-conservative anyway. Lording they're it blind though because it says he said the Son of Man, which is true. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head, but the Son of God has a kingdom, a heavenly one. Right. He did say, "I'm going to pr- prepare a place for you," but he is the Son of Man as well as the Son of God. Because he, he called himself the son of man. So this is true. Uh, yeah, he wasn't homeless. Like he wasn't homeless and in the way like these scumbag nah. homeless people today. <laughs> and, now I'm, and now I'm adding words to it, calling them scumbag homeless people. I know. What the heck, Hake? <laughs> so much, so much hate. <laughs> anyway, Brian, good to hear from you, man. Appreciate it. Same to you. Take care, Hake. All right, you as well, guys. How about some music? Christmas music. This is from uh, David Meese, 1990, Our Christmas Compilation. One Small Child. Enjoy, guys. He wrote it in 1971, I think. I know I will like it, and I'll be back for the rest of Hour 2. Hang tight, guys. See? 
Isn't this nice? Yes, it is. Hake has a nice voice. <laughs> well, thank you. But that's David Meese. I love a lot of David Meese's songs. David Meese. M-E-E-C-E. One Small Child. Classic song. It was covered by uh, some female Christian singers that were popular back in the day as well. Uh, is this Celine Dion? Asks Wrinkled Hands Bing Bong. <laughs> volume quiet. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, a, it's an older song. So if the volume was quiet, guys, those of you on the video feed, probably on the audio feed, it might be okay. I don't know. Uh, John Frederick, my apologies. Uh, I don't know if there's much we can do about it. It's hard to know. Isn't Christmas over? No, it's not over. <laughs> and I'm not just being stubborn and holding on to Christmas because I'm nostalgic and want Christmas to not be over, it's actually not necessarily over, depending on uh, how you celebrate your Christmas. You're better than this, Hake. No, January 6th is Epiphany. That's when the three wise men came and brought Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Jalopy reminds us, they brought Jesus gold, man. J.S. Urban Adventures, he was a vagabond, a traveler, different from a hobo or a bum on the street. Yeah, people saying Jesus was a homeless refugee immigrant. Was Mary and Joseph homeless? No. They traveled to Bethlehem to get counted for the census. They took the censuses more seriously than we take the censuses nowadays, right? Uh I guess that was well before the fall of the Roman Empire. When did the Roman Empire fall? Christmas music is still played on the radio, says Dasher Brett. Nice. Well, thank you for bearing with me through that beautiful music. Shout out to David Meese. I'll be playing more of him uh, in coming times, I hope. Uh, So, yes, check out my making... Are they making men... Uh, more effeminate debate, Stardust versus Hake on Modern Day Debate. I have a blog post about it. I have it on my Substack blog post about appearances or whatever. Uh, and happy birthday again to James Kuntz. And by the way, I uploaded, speaking of debates, I uploaded that other one that went was taken down right away about Kanye West, which he calls himself Yay. Because he says Kanye West is his slave name, but I respect the slave names. And I respect him too much, I guess, to call him yay. I debated a man named Aircraft Sparky, a combat veteran. I think he was a combat veteran. And a uh, YouTuber. And that was on The Crucible on the 22nd, the Thursday before my last day streaming last year. 22nd of December. So I finally uploaded a recording of that. It's from the Crucible. The Crucible channel had to take it down just to be safe, protect their channel. Because we talked about the Jewish people a little bit, whom Kanye criticized and talked misinformation about. Fake history. Conspiracy theories. And we don't give uh, credence to those. Uh, get a job says James Kuntz loves JLP Savage moments. Yes. And don't we all? 
Shout out to Get a Job. Um, and shout out, too, to the Facebook crew. Thank you for joining. Nice to see you. We are live. I am. Hake is live on Rumble as well. Rumble.com slash the Hake Report. And Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at the Hake Report. Shout out to, to you guys watching over there. Not on Cozy at this point. I'm not streaming on Cozy. JLP is, but not Hake. I'm even on Twitch. And Twitter. I'm the only person watching on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Twitter at this point is not conducive for that. Let me, co- let me cover some Super Chats from this year and last year, okay? Based America First uh, states, quote, on streamlabs.com slash the hate report, Buffalo, as in Buffalo, New York, I think, experienced the worst blizzard since 1977. That's that climate change. Clearly, the science is settled that the climate hasn't changed. <laughs> this is Base America First. Yeah, 1977 to uh, today. 45 years ago, something like that. Is that 45 years ago? Roughly. Wow. Hasn't changed in 45 years. Fortunately, New York Governor Kathy Hochul passed climate change legislation, though. And inept leaders, Kathy Hochul replaced that (sighs) Cuomo guy, Andrew Cuomo, whom I prefer to cat over Kathy Hochul. And inept leaders let people freeze to death in the streets. Whoa. Did that actually happen? Buffalo. People freeze to death. Is, are you serious? Freezing temperatures and heavy snow kill 57. According to NBC News, that was over December 26th. Uh, winter storm death toll in Buffalo rises to 27 seven days ago. 57 back before, right after Christmas report. And seven days ago, also right after Christmas, right? Buffalo woman saves a man from freezing to death in a blizzard. I remember that story. I came across that one. Death, winter storm death toll climbed to 38. According to New York Daily News. Uh, six days ago. Terrible. Ridiculous. Oh, but let's pass climate change legislation because long-term matters more than the people's lives today. Future. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't read the... I, I like reading the chat, but... <laughs> that's funny. I'm just reading a chat that is inappropriate. I shall not repeat it. From Mina. Um, another super chat from Based America First. Thank you, man. Appreciate the support, as always. And that's cool. You, gave, you guys are giving threes now. $3. $3. After I complained about the $1. They take... They give me one... You guys give me $1. I get 48 cents. Anyway. That's PayPal, really. It's PayPal. It's not Streamlabs. Base America First says, Excellent debate with Stardust regarding society making men effeminate. Yeah. Hake provided concrete government, education, and media examples. Stardust, frustrated that bad behavior slash ideas are attached to being a woman, then references It Takes a Village book by Hillary Clinton. Yeah. These people are saying it takes a village to raise a child. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And I have to hat tip to JLP for that. 
because, you know, it takes a village. Oh, that kind of sounds nice. No. No, because then you get people meddling in parents' affairs, especially good parents. It takes a good father and a good mother. I didn't know that that was a book by Hillary Clinton. Why, did she let the village raise Chelsea Clinton? Is that what happened to poor Chelsea Clinton? Is Chelsea really Bill's daughter? (laughs) Chelsea looks a little bit like some other guy. Not that I'm a conspiracy theorist and not that I want her to not be daughter to Bill Clinton, who's also old and decrepit and skinny and the life sucked out of him. And meanwhile, Hillary Clinton, who used to be a mildly attractive young lady, younger lady, now became kind of blown up and fat and not good looking so much. Terrible. Terrible. But I didn't know that she wrote that book. Anyway, thank you, Based America First. Another couple of super chats. Let me read these while I am here because I want to plow through the ones from back when I was out. Remember when I was out all that time? Remember that? October 10th, I think. No, October... Yes, October 10th. Shall I read all five of these? Uh, Probably not. I'll I'll read two from October 10th. Base America first, back when Hake was out all those months from surgeries and stuff. My back is all messed up. One rubric of government. Tax to get less of something. Subsidize to get more of something. Student loan bailout is a classic example of government growing itself. College tuition was always expensive, but universities competed for the best possible students. Yep. And when you subsidize it, just raising costs and increasing the number of dumb students going to college, government colleges, and even the private colleges are trash. In many ways, not all, not not always, but it's they're just pumping out those effeminate males who vote just like women. I love the less educated. So does Trump, who vote more sensibly. You get educated, you lose your senses. <laughs> Big bump laughing because Chelsea was a village child. <laughs> okay, uh, government provided ever larger loans to anyone goes on, Base America First goes on, colleges were incented to expand worthless degrees and accept anyone with no downward pressure on tuition. Convenient how demon rats subsidized colleges through government loans and so added liberal teachers could donate. Yep, so true. What a, what a racket. What a racket. You know, another racket, which may be related. Every year you have to buy the new textbook for it. Oh, this year's edition of the textbooks. And they cost like $50, $60, If you went to college, you might, know, you might know about this. I don't know if it's still the case like that. But, you know, the teachers sell their own text. Oh, you have to buy my textbook that I wrote. <laughs> this type of stuff. And yeah, maybe you really believe in it, but you know, I some some teachers write their own textbooks because the other textbooks are no good. 
students forget this stuff. But they don't fleece the children for it. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, Base America First. I shall read more uh, starting with October 12th. I've rem- Help me remember, guys. I left off finishing. I finished October 10th. I got to start off back with no- October 12th. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to help me. <laughs> hey, your standards are frightening. Hake calls everyone mildly attractive. <laughs> uh, don't you think Hillary Clinton used to be somewhat mild? I think she was more. She was mildly attractive. Bill Clinton was sort of a player. People call him a rapist. I don't buy that. A sexual predator and stuff like that. Please, women are sexual predators. It's mutual predation. <laughs> uh. Anyway, let me get to this funny story. Speaking of effeminate males, I'm shaking my head. I do not endorse this man. I disavow him. But his story is so funny to me. George Santos. Ever heard of him? I just heard of him. From Hague News, the far-left females at the Skim reported, Today, Republican Latino congressman-elect, I call them Republican Latino, uh, George Santos, as it, are, are, is he Santa Claus? <laughs> is scheduled to be sworn in. That despite federal and state criminal investigations. Oh, please. It doesn't mean anything nowadays. Most recently revived fraud charges in Brazil. So he's Brazilian, I guess. Or parents Brazilian or something. I don't know if he had his father. That's why he's not morally straight. Reportedly over a stolen checkbook. Did he steal a checkbook or what? I don't know. But maybe he has family and friends who are not uh, totally high moral integrity type of things. A lot of Latinos are not the most honest people in the world, if you know what I mean. Shout out to the Latinos. Uh, Santinos, Santinos, Santos won in New York's third congressional district. Seat in New York. New York. They always pick the winners, don't they? Not. But he's, and he flipped it red. He turned, he turned New York red, or this district red. But he's been in the spotlight for weeks after supposedly lying about everything in his background, from his education to his past jobs. <laughs> who cares? Education, past jobs, who cares? He's a politician. I care more if he's lying about the border. I care if he's lying more if he's lying about the don't say gay thing. I heard that he supported the don't say gay bill, which is not what it was called. Not that he's from Florida. He's not Cuban. He's uh, Brazilian. He's New York. Now he's facing bipartisan pressure to resign. Bipartisan usually means evil because it's rhinos and demon rats working together To push something that everybody can agree on. And if everybody agrees on it, you know it's the crowd. The crowd crowd goes into hell. What do you want to do? Follow the crowd into hell? So I say, don't resign, man. Be shameless. I said, be shameless like the blacks. You know, like Al Sharpton. Shameless. He's said all kinds of horrific things. Lies. Destructive. Uh... You know, dumb blacks are dumb for listening to him and believing him, I guess. 
and people and evil media evil for propping him up and giving him the platform. I guess you can't blame him, though, because he's very entertaining as a black. I've never thought of Al Sharpton as being entertaining. But, you know, when I play clips, I'm entertained. It's, he's a sick, evil person. He used to be fat and ugly, and now he's skinny and ugly. Like the, He looks like the Crypt Keeper, one of my former co-workers once said. From, like, Goosebumps or whatever? I don't know. Anyway, be shameless like that. You know, all these... There's a lot of black politicians, and and there's, like, this other politician who's not black, but he's corrupt, known to be corrupt, I guess. But he's stayed in Congress. So don't resign, man. You won. You won that thing. Everybody, the politicians have worse lies than, than what I'm about to read from him, okay? So this is from the mainstream media list of George Santos's falsehoods, which they claim continues to grow amid what they characterize as an apology tour. And that's from the far-left outlet, The Hill. <laughs> I'm calling them far-left. Some people would probably call them center-right. I don't know. Santos admitted Monday that he'd made false claims. I have some pictures of him, just random headline pictures, really. You guys can get a look at him. And that's why I don't support him. Look at that face. Would you support a face like that? He, is his, he still has baby fat on him. <laughs> he's 34 years old with baby fat. You know he's not... Look at him. Look, doesn't he look like an even softer version of, of, uh, of, what's that guy, that Cuban guy? Republican. I call him a rhino. Marco Rubio. Doesn't he look like Marco Rubio, except soft and even more teddy bearish? Poor guy. Maybe he just has this thing. Maybe he has one of these uh, thyroid things that makes him look more girly, effeminate. Terrible. He almost looks like he could be manly. And then he puts on these glasses looking all not morally straight. And all these not morally straight outlets are covering him. And they're not on his side because he's a Republican. By not morally straight, I mean radical homosexual outlets. LGBTQ nation covered him. Ex-boyfriend of gay MAGA congressman-elect says he lied about other stuff too. Look at that face. I don't know. You could almost see a little bit of handsomeness and masculinity deep down in there. Let's bring it out of him in 2023. Uh, Santos admitted Monday he'd made false claims about his work and education background after a New York Slimes report the failing New York Slimes uh, highlighted a number of resume discrepancy. Did I embellish my resume? Yes, I did, Santos said in a Monday interview with City and State New York. I don't know if this was recent or last Monday or what. The GOP congressman-elect And I heard he ran on being gay. Terrible. So shame on New York for voting for him. But once you're in, stay in, man. Uh, The GOP congressman-elect set to take office in January, sworn in today, I heard, when the next Congress convenes, despite a growing chorus of calls from both sides of the aisle for his resignation. Please. He's He's no different from the rest of you guys. Well, maybe. But not really. At heart, no. Here's, here's the roundup of lies Santos has confessed to so far. Worked for top Wall Street firms. Who cares? Who cares about that? He confessed in a New York Post interview Monday 
to misrepresenting his work experience after he claimed to have worked directly with Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Well, that's a plus. You didn't work for those? Oh, okay. I'm I'm happier. Because <laughs> don't we hate, aren't we supposed to hate Goldman Sachs, us, us uh, little guys? I heard we're supposed to hate them because they are in cahoots with the government against the people. Commie capitalism, I call it. I'm being serious. Goldman Sachs and Citigroup? I'm fine with him not having worked there and lying about having worked there. Aren't you? Anyway, uh, I lost my place. Santos said he used a poor choice of words in describing his relationship with the firms. He'd merely done business with them through his work at another company, Linkbridge. I worked at Linkbridge. Okay, well, that's better. It's a plus, man. Where he'd served as vice president. I will be clear about that. It was stated poorly, (laughs) Santos said. Here's another one. And who cares? College? Who cares about college? Do you go to college? Graduated from Baruch College. He claimed he got a degree from Baruch College, Baruch, in 2010. He admitted Monday that he hasn't graduated from any institution of higher learning. Well, that's a plus, man. That's a plus. I like him better. Don't you? I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. I'm embarrassed and sorry. Oh, come on. Don't be embarrassed for having embellished my resume. I own up to that. We do stupid things in life, he told the New York Post. (laughs) Am I the only one who thinks this cracks me up about this? I'm on your side, man. Well, I'm on the side of what's good. I don't know if there's anything good in this man. (laughs) I don't know. Exposes what a joke our country... You know, the people in Congress are worse of a joke than this guy. To me... Because they're, like, destructive to America. In a separate interview Monday with New York area radio station WABC, Santos defended himself by saying there's a lot of of people overstate in their resumes or twist a little bit. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. (laughs) This one is really funny to me. And I think you guys will like it. Here's another lie that he is a proud American Jew. (laughs) On the campaign trail, Santos had claimed to have a Jewish heritage, at one point calling himself in a position paper, in a position paper, a proud American Jew. A position paper. What is a position paper? That's when you write a paper for what? For like, to take your position on a debate or something? Like, what's a position paper? Is that college? I thought he gra- never graduated from any institution of higher learning. What's, what is this? Anyway, he called himself a proud American Jew according to a document obtained by the Forward. So the mainstream media is like digging into this guy's life. He called himself a proud American Jew. That's funny. In a paper written down. Uh, His campaign also put forth the story that his maternal grandparents had fled anti-Jewish persecution in Europe during the Second World War. Santos told the New York Post on Monday that he'd, quote, never claimed to be Jewish. Quote, he continues, because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> Reminds me of the black Hebrew Israelites calling the Jewish people fake Jews because they're only Jew-ish. They're not actual Jews. <laughs> That's what uh, Santos said. He also identifies religiously as Catholic. Well, that's kind of a good thing because, you know, the Catholics, they got their issues too. But a lot of the Jewish people, they're like, Overboard with this victimhood stuff. They identify too much with the blacks, the black victimhood thing. Uh, they 
70% of them voted for Hillary Clinton, I heard, in 2016, according to some guy I interviewed. By some guy, I mean this guy who got out of prison recently, Christopher Cantwell. It's there on YouTube, but it's, it's hidden by YouTube. Not by me, by YouTube, I think. But anyway, you uh, <laughs> call himself a proud American Jew. I guess you're in New York. That's what you do. And anyway, if there's some Jewish background in his maternal family, doesn't it come through the mother? Maternal means mother. I don't know. I guess he doesn't have quite the uh, cleverness to get away with his lies, so he's not that... (laughs) I shouldn't say that. Not that Jewish. You didn't get away with it. (laughs) But anyway, because Jewish people are very high IQ, I hear. High verbal IQ. Anyway, he also said, moving on, he owned 13 properties. George Santos does not own any properties. (laughs) Uh, Typical millennial. He's 34 years old, right? Uh, Does not own any properties, the congressman-elect told the New York Post in the third person. (laughs) He referred to himself in the third person. I'm a fan. He had claimed on the campaign trail that he owned 13 real estate properties, according to the New York Times, the failing New York slimes, which are evil, communist, anti-American. Uh, they are worse than him. But now he says he owns none. <laughs> Reportedly currently living with his sister. <laughs> terrible, terrible, but funny. My family has property. I'm able to use their property. Maybe that's what he meant. And I help them out with keeping the books and stuff like that. But that's a family affair, he told the city and state. Ran an animal rescue group. Well, that's a good thing that he didn't do. Uh, among the claims into question by the New York Slimes was Santos's story that he founded and ran an animal rescue group as a 501c3 registered charity called... You know what, guys? I'm going to get to clips. I'm going to get to one clip, one more clip. I have a clip that I just remembered that I have. So hang tight, all right? Bear with me through this. I'll try to plow through this and make it fun. Okay, so he had founded and run an animal rescue group as a 501c3 registered charity. That's tax-exempt. Tax-deductible donations can go to 501c3. Uh, Bond is a 501c3. Non-denomination, I mean, a non-profit organization. Non-denominational Christian church, by the way. But anyway, called Friends of Pets United. The IRS couldn't locate a charity by that name, the Times reported. Santos insisted to city and state he'd worked on the nonprofit, but never claimed to fly solo in the group. I was the guy picking up poop, cleaning, getting people, uh, doing campaigns online, Santos said. Whatever. This one is funny. It's, It's funny to me. George Santos claimed he lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting. Santos claimed in an interview with WNYC last month that his company, quote, lost four employees, unquote, in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Florida way back in 2016. Remember that July 2016, I want to say? Omar Mateen, a Muslim guy, he went to this gay nightclub called Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. And Omar Mateen, people speculated about him. I don't know, but he basically shot up the place because he was mad about what the U.S. is doing, bombing Syria or something. This was under Obama before Trump got into office. Omar Mateen's dad 
showed up later at a Hillary Clinton rally. He was in the back because he's a POC, you know, a Muslim Arab guy. And so they they prop up the POCs. It's a bunch of tokens. The Democrat Party is just a party of a bunch of tokens, right? And the Republicans have their tokens. It's all tokens all around everywhere. Um, but, yeah, he shot up the place and uh, a lot of gays died. 49 ki- killed, murdered in a terror attack. And it wasn't because they were gay. It was because the guy, uh, at least not, not explicitly, it was explicitly over sympathy for ISIS or something. I don't know. Uh, so he claimed that he, uh, hold on, let me, let me read this. He claimed that they lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting. Asked on WABC on Monday whether the people who worked for him had perished in the shooting. Santos backtracked slightly on the claim. That worked, f- that worked for me directly? No. <laughs> but we did have people who were being hired to work for the company at the time. But yes, we did lose four people who are going to be coming to work for the company, Santos said. The New York Times could not find a link between any of the four- 49 Pulse shooting victims to Santos's company at the time. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe they were potential employees. <laughs> you know how those phony politicians love to tell their sob stories. Sleepy Joe Biden always talks about my son Bo is Bo, right? My son Bo, he died of cancer. It's so sad. Pulls on the heartstrings of the women. And so the women fall for it and vote for him. Maybe he, that's what he was trying to do with his Pulse nightclub shootings. <laughs> we lost four. This is another one. This is another rich one. I don't know if he backtracked on this one. This is from that LGBTQ nation radical homosexual outlet. So they're a bunch of liars themselves. The headline reads, ex-boyfriend of gay MAGA congressman. So this guy's MAGA. He supports Trump. Or did some Trump support him? I don't know. George Santos says that he's lying about other things. Ooh, yeah, let's talk, let's talk to somebody who is a disgruntled ex, so-called boyfriend. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a real trustworthy source. Give me a break. And there's another politician. It's a confusing line. The subli- subtitle of this headline reads, Out Gay, Representative Richie Torres. I guess it's another Hispanic. Democrat, demon rat from New York. Probably not the ex, probably not the ex-boyfriend, has said he'll introduce, stop another non-truthful office seeker, Santos Act. (laughs) Santos Act. The Santos Act. Santos, S, stop, A, another, N, non, T, truthful, O, office, S, seeker. Very clever. Very clever, Richie Torres. Very high verbal IQ. Are Are you a proud American Jew, too? To stop other liars like Santos from taking office. That's rich. A Democrat and fellow radical homosexual talking about trying to stop liars from getting into office. <laughs> Give me a break. So he introduced a bill to keep liars out of office. They're all, nobody's going to get in office if it was honest. Anyway, so hey, this one is funny. George Santos also seemingly lied about his mother dying in connection to the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks. Until Wednesday, Mr. Santos's campaign biography said that his mother, Fatima, Fatima, Fatima de Volder, 
DeVolder worked her way up to become the first female executive at a major financial institution, according to the failing New York Slimes report. However, Santos's friends say they remember her as a woman who spoke only Portuguese. That makes me think, oh, he is Brazilian. Because the Brazilians speak Portuguese. They don't speak Spanish. Does it, are they still Hispanic if they speak Portuguese? I don't know. Is Portugal kind of like the baby brother to Spain? Kind of like uh, Canada is the baby brother to America? And so Canadians still speak American English, sort of? And then the, the Portuguese? I don't know. Anyway, um, his mother only spoke Portuguese, according to some of his friends, and worked cooking food and cleaning houses of others. Well, okay. In a July 12, 2021 tweet, Santos wrote, quote, 9-11 changed, claimed my mother's life. 9-11 claimed my mother's life. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing at tragedy, but I'm not laughing at the tragedy, guys. I'm laughing at the silliness about it, the phony emotions that he tries to pull on. And it's your phony emotions that he's trying to pull on. He had previously said that his mother was working in the World Trade Center during the terrorist attacks. The now-deleted bio on his campaign website said, quote, she survived the horrific events of that day, but unfortunately passed away a few years later. <laughs> Apparently a few years later meant 15 years later, which that's still plausible, maybe. And it's unclear if her death was caused by any factors related to the attacks. So maybe it did. You know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these firemen... They died not right away, but later, years later, right? From breathing the, inhaling the bad dust or something. So anyway, another quick headline, and then it'll be the end. Uh, GOP representative-elect George Santos reportedly divorced a woman two weeks before running for office in 2019, despite suggested, just suggesting he's been openly gay for a decade. <laughs> That's funny, but a lot of... homos, right, are quote-unquote married to women. And in fact, can't the women uh, turn you that way? If you're weak like that? Straight as a rooster and then come out gay as a robin after just, uh, I don't know, I I feel like that can happen. So the New York Slimes headline read, As his life of fantasy comes into focus, George Santos goes to Washington. Mr. Santos, under scrutiny for lies about his background, is set to be sworn into Congress on Tuesday, that's today, even as records, colleagues, and friends divulge more info about his past. Who cares about his past? As by Michael Gold and Grace Ashford. What a mess. <sighs> Terrible. Okay, so... As promised, I got to get to this clip. Clip 13, guys. This was from a tweet from 2019. I just came across it from Ava DuVernay. I think uh, a Twitter troll um, tweeted a reply to either JLP or me or somebody. And Ava DuVernay is that woman who who made that cringy, lame movie Selma about MLK. Another dumb, lame... Series, TV series is like When They See Us, I think, about the Central Park Five. Bunch of fake propaganda, right? Ava DuVernay. She's a black female young movie maker. 
And so she tweeted this clip from NBC News from way back decades ago when MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, is it just a pic? Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's show the picture. And let me see if I have the uh, clip. I'll drag the clip into the folder. Ava DuVernay uh, tweeted, An ignorant question leads Dr. King to offer a strong lesson in black history in two minutes flat. And notice that this is from 2019. This is before it became trendy. It became trendy in 2020 to capitalize the B in the word black. Even this black female radical did not capitalize the B in black. Just a side note. In two minutes flat, I can tell that he's slightly irritated. Oh, yeah, the woman can pick up the weakness of the man. That's MLK, the man? Uh, (laughs) Okay, let me read this. And... uh, but also determined to break it all the way down, which he does brilliantly. A king. <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, the, the headline from NBC says, Martin Luther King Jr. explains why black Americans face more obstacles than white European immigrants. So that's uh, the headline. I'm going to drag this clip into the folder. I was not fully prepared. Hake unprepared. Fired. Uh, Give it a minute. I'm going to drag it into the folder. But MLK, I've learned more about MLK from uh, different people, including the Fallen State guest, Chad O. Jackson of Uncle Tom 2. UncleTom.com. Check it out and type in JLP. JLP as the promo code. When you go to Salem to buy or rent the movie, I guess you can rent it maybe. Um, for a th- discount. I think you can still maybe get 30% off. Not sure. But check it out, guys and gals, if you have not already. It's an excellent film. And check out, more importantly, more pertinent to this MLK guy. Uh, oh, the file has an issue. Let me drag it in again. See if I have it again. Replace. Um... The Chad O. Jackson Fallen State interview from a few months ago. I want to say maybe in October. Not sure. Uh, Yeah, MP4. Put it in. Keep both. Uh, Check it out. See if if that is workable. Sorry, guys. Hake unprepared. Um, If not, I'll just have to show it tomorrow. I put in two in the folder. Okay. So, uh, yeah, check out Chad O. Jackson on The Fallen State, okay? Because that was an interesting thing, showing how, how sleazy this guy might actually have been. He was like a sucker for this black stuff and the communist stuff, the phony uh, victimhood stuff, and, and uh, not actually very Christian at all. Interesting. So shout out to Chad O. Jackson for breaking... Uh, some of the illusion for us normies because we normies don't always listen to you guys who are sometimes smeared as conspiracy theorists and many of you watch. Uh, we don't listen to you very closely. You guys have been claiming for years he's a, that he was a communist and actually this guy uh, may have be maybe breaking through the illusions. 
Not that it matters. It's, it's, his, it's ancient history. But anyway, here is uh, MLK versus an NBC reporter from back in the day. What is it about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant somehow, not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, That is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. America freed the slaves in 19, I mean 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base. And yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, o- they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. Wow. You know, I don't know, but I kind of see this guy as a smooth-talking sleaze now. I mean, he's dead now. Rest in peace, MLK. He died. He got shot and killed. Uh, I heard a black woman stabbed him, too. But anyway, uh, talking about being given stuff. I don't know if the whites were given stuff, but the blacks were, there's plenty of, this is the land of opportunity, and it at one point used to be tough to live here. And then I'll get to see your super chats. I do see them coming in on Odyssey and elsewhere, guys. It used to be very tough to get here, to live here. People would come here, it was tough, and sometimes they would go back because it was too tough. Now it's cushy. It's so cushy that people coming over here, and yeah, sometimes they can work and make make major money. But please and be thankful, slavery and segregation. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten rid of slavery then. I think it was a not necessarily such a good thing, especially the way we did it with the uh, with the war. Killing all kinds of... What's worse? Murder and war? I mean, killing and war? Or slavery? I think war is worse than slavery. I think. Very destructive. And then the, the so-called... What did they call it? Reconstruction? I think that that 
I see that now with like a the communist. Oh, this is nice sounding words. Nice sounding words. This guy's talking out of both sides of his mouth. He was, I think. You'll notice that the commies try to give an olive branch to the Christians or the or whoever's popular at the time, or whatever narrative is popular at the time. Say, oh, I believe he should be lifting up his up himself up by his own bootstraps, but he doesn't have boots. Give me a break. War is hell. Yeah, no, and the, and the older blacks did not fall for this guy. They're like, oh, don't go, don't fall for him. But the younger blacks fell for him. And the mainstream media fell for him. The, has the mainstream media ever been for what's right? I don't know if they've ever been for what's right. I know they're worse. They feel like, it seems like they're worse now than they ever have been, in my mind, at least in America. More brazen, more out in the open. Maybe it's kind of like Frederick from California said. They're more out of the closet evil now. Out of the prayer closet. And uh, the, I think that people say, oh, MLK would be horrified at, at what's going on today. Would he? Or would he be like Sleepy Joe Biden? Because Sleepy Joe Biden pretended to be for traditional marriage and all that stuff. Sleazy Joe. And now he, he, he came out in favor of so-called same-sex marriage before Sleazy uh, Obama came out in support of it. MLK with the word salad, says Big Bump. Yeah. Oh, you broke it down, says Ava DuVernay, another evil woman, giving false credence to the, oh, innocence, the innocence of the Central Park Five who support Black Lives Matter. Trash. Degeneracy. Another making effeminate of anybody who supports Black Lives Matter. No man supports Black Lives Matter, by the way. Preaching to the choir over here, though, with that topic. So, uh... Blah, 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 blah. That's all I hear from you, uh, MLK. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Speaking of blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 (laughs) blah. Remember that that girl? I forgot to show this uh, not very ladylike quote. Do I have it? Oh, yeah, I have it. (laughs) I skipped right over it. Greta Thunberg. Another... Oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. Uh, We'll get to your super chats, guys. Another world movement leader. (laughs) The far left females at the skim love this because they're not very ladylike. Nor is Greta Thunberg, apparently. She tweeted, small deep energy at getalife.com as her fake email address, and that was in a tweet, and I don't have the tweet for you, but uh, she tweeted that at Andrew Tate, who is universally hated by the mainstream. So you know that he's uh, it's ridiculous. You know that they're not for what's right. You know that he may be on to something somewhat, or at least an imitation of something good, right? A la Jordan B. Peterson. The self-proclaimed king of toxic masculinity who, by the way, has been arrested in human traf- a human trafficking investigation. Investigation. I wonder if that's a selectively thing, selectively investigated human trafficking thing. 
New Year's resolution, clean up the apartment like Grieta cleans up the planet, says uh, these ladies at the skim, fangirling over this little girl, mentally ill Swedish child. But she's not a child anymore. She's 18 at least. I want to say she's 18, maybe 19. So now we can make fun of her and not get attacked by the anti-bullying bullies who hate you who hate your freedom of speech. But, uh, yeah, because Andrew Tate was like, oh, yeah, I own a bunch of cars, and it's, they, pollute, they pollute the earth. You want to see a list? And so she's all, yeah, email them to me. Oh, he's all, please provide your email address so I can send you the list. And she's all, okay, yeah, it's small D-word energy. Because, you know, that's a meme that people, Reddit bro types, Apparently, Greta, Greta Thunberg is a Reta, a Reta, a Reddit bro tier woman saying small D word for boop, you know, the men's private part, energy. Get a life at getalife.com. Clever. Oh, everybody loves it. I think it got like millions. I think this tweet got millions of likes, over a million likes. People were saying it was bots who liked that tweet. That just shows you how, how unladylikeness is celebrated by the world. Not a good thing. Cursed are you when all men praise you. Or women. <laughs> Am I right? Greta Thunberg. Yeah, so like if you act tough or show off uh, big cars and stuff like that, people are like, oh, he's compensating because he has a s- small fill in the blank. Sorry, kids. Degenerate, evil, nasty, shameful, shameless, dis- degenerate. I think I might have said degenerate twice. Disgusting females. So. That's gross. Greta uh, Thunberg. That's the update on her. She could, you could, you should have been in school. Been more ladylike. But no, your ego was pumped up. I'm trying to imitate her voice. And you became vulgar, like the typical female. I wonder if the Swedish women are as vulgar as as these so-called American ladies, and I use the term loosely, are celebrating. Are Swedish women bad like that? Maybe they are. Because how else did she come to be? She's the daughter of, like, an actor, right? Something like that? And another female? So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's get to some Super Chats. We're at five minutes till, and I have to play a a last Christmas song to close out here. Hold on, though. Before that, let me get uh, some knowledge. Drop some knowledge for you guys, onto you guys. Sorry, that's talking too black. Is that talking too black to say drop knowledge? It's not time yet. It hasn't been 10 or 20 years yet. In 10 or 20 years, I'll sta- start talking about dropping knowledge. As Udora states, our resident historian on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com, in politics, a position paper, you know, I was asking this with regard to George Santos, <laughs> Santa Claus. A position paper is a declaration of the politician's beliefs and policies. Oh, okay. And what did he say in this position paper? I forget what he said. Is that what he said? <laughs> I lost my mother to 9-11. <laughs> 9-11 claimed my mother's life. Let me 
search position paper. Oh, no. In this position paper, he called himself a proud American Jew. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to George Santos with his teddy bear face. Low T teddy bear face. What have they done to us to make us so low T? Is it the pornography? Is it the sedentary life? Is it the alcohol? I heard that IPAs are estrogenic. <sighs> Soy. Soy boys. So many different things. But anyway, his position paper stating his beliefs and policies. So, I mean, calling himself a proud American Jew has nothing to do with beliefs and policies. I mean, well, maybe it does speak to that a little bit, I suppose. So, so funny. Another super chat from Stephen Absolution. Shout out to Stephen Absolution on streamlabs.com slash the Hake Report. Climate change is actually real. It's just not as insane as the libtards make it out to be. We've got, we got four seasons over here on the Yankee East Coast. Shout out to Christopher Columbus. Based shirt, Hake. Yeah. And unfortunately, redelephants.com got like deplatformed. So I don't know if you can get this shirt from Vincent James, real Vincent James anymore. Find him on Telegram and maybe you can find his links and see if you can get this T-shirt anymore. Christopher Columbus was a hero and that was established in 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Well, guys, uh, I cannot get to the rest of the calls. This has been the Hake Report, Rick in Hampton, Virginia and others. Here is Verona, Carol of the Bells from Lujo's All I Want for Christmas, 2004. I love it. Adios, America. <laughs> 